somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop. Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Number four, Charles Barkley. Round, the wow. Round, the mound, round of mound rebound. of rebound. Easy for me to say. And Eric Fry. Kumbaya, and it's all good. And- it's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Starting lineup here on a 98.9 via game ESPN radio. We're live here on the 98.9, the game 100.5, 105.5 Jack FM Studios. It's happening out there on this uh, Thursday, throwback Thursday, thirsty Thursday, whatever you want this uh, Thursday to be. It's also Groundhog's Day as well. Eric, are you yep. ready for more six more weeks of winter? I find the whole thing dumb. Yeah, well, that's not surprising. Well, because isn't it if he sees his shadow... It's six more weeks of winter. Winter. If he doesn't see his shadow, it's six weeks till spring. Or... It's still the same six weeks. It's, yeah, it, but it's supposed to be like six more weeks of, or six more weeks to spring uh, that it's going to be warmer, start to get warmer. But it's the same Sooner. as saying six weeks, more weeks of winter. I know. It's, it's just still the little, same. It's a little town in Pennsylvania. This is what trying they're famous to, for. Trying to get a buck. <laughs> trying to get a buck and become famous. Yeah. But guess what? I hate to bust your bubbles, but you know how you can spoil it? How? Look at a calendar. Calendar already has when the first day of spring is. That's true. Doesn't matter what that lousy groundhog says. Yeah. It's just a, a silly tradition us Americans just uh, cooked up. Like the third <laughs> most so, famous hog there is. Yeah, so happy Groundhog's Day as well. February Big 2nd, hedge. 2023. February 2nd, 2023. What's happening out there? Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you on this Groundhog's Day. Coming up, we got some uh, local sports to talk about. Only one game in the boys basketball that happened last night. We also have some 8th grade uh, regionals that were taking place as well that we'll get to and we'll also uh, take a look at the schedule uh, for uh, tonight and also uh, with the uh, sectionals uh, coming out or the sectionals for the uh, seating and uh, assignments and whatnot for mm-hmm. the girls basketball later on uh, today, hopefully later on this afternoon or early evening. Uh, and so we'll hopefully be uh, talking more about this tomorrow, but maybe we'll take a look at that and give uh, predictions of where yeah. we think of who is going to get the number one seeds and whatnot and how those uh, shake out um, and see how right we are or wrong we are. 
I guess. I'm always wrong. So. Yeah. And we'll also take a look at the new AP high school basketball polls, both in the boys and girls realm from the Associated Press. So that's coming up here in a little bit. Also, we'll hit up on some other national sports, NBA, and a college basketball, and maybe even touch a little bit on the NHL with the NHL getting into their all-star break uh, here with the all-star game coming up in a couple of days on Saturday in the skills competition tomorrow. And we also have to get into the Pro Bowl as well. Mm -hmm. Pro Bowl games begin tonight. Yeah. So we'll take a look at the Pro Bowl games coming up at some point. We might have to save that for the pod. We'll have to wait and see. And also in the pod, we got uh, more uh, NASCAR. Yep, five more moments. Five more in the countdown to Daytona yes. for uh, Eric. And also uh, the uh, countdown is on for the Clash this weekend as this well. This Sunday, yeah. Yeah, this Which Sunday. I did see that the NHL All-Star game is going to be Saturday. Saturday, yeah. I thought they were all on Sunday, and I was like, oh, man, that's horrible scheduling by everyone involved. Right, so, yeah. Um, yeah, that was uh, my mistake there. I knew that it was uh, this weekend, but uh, it's going to be on uh, Saturday there in uh, Florida. So, all right, uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, – we've set the table good enough, and uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, jump right into the show and we need to get it all started off, and we need to get it kick-started with the first things first. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in a little college basketball news. That's right. If you were anywhere on a Twitter yesterday or a last night, you know that uh, the Illini and Iowa game coming up on a Saturday, the Orange Crush is a swept up in a ticket gate is what we're uh, calling this. And uh, this uh, came out last night as the uh, Orange Crush took to uh, social media and took to uh, Twitter to uh, say, of course, the Orange Crush being the uh, student section for uh, the uh, University of Illinois there. They're planning on making a road trip like they uh, normally do to one Big Ten game once a year that they do. And the Orange Crush were planning on going to Iowa this weekend on a Saturday. But uh, a, a statement put out by the Orange Crush yesterday said that they got a phone call from the University of Iowa Athletic Department and that they were notified that their tickets to Saturday's game, all 200 tickets legally purchased by the Orange Crush, had been invalidated. So the trip is off and basically canceled. And the Orange Crush looked to be out so much money as they cannot cancel the charter bus that they had scheduled with a full refund and what not so uh, we're swept up in a ticket gate now uh, this orange crush thing uh, their statement kind of conveniently left out a statement that was later uh, put out by mm -hmm. uh, the athletic department for Iowa and it was about an hour later when uh, the athletic department posted this to uh, Iowa men's basketball official Twitter page uh, I, I it's a short little statement here uh, that the Iowa athletics department became aware of a discounted group ticket order for the Iowa Illinois men's basketball game on the behalf of an Illinois chapter of the boys and girls club and following up with that organization, it became clear 
this was not factual. When contacting the individual who made the original ticket order, they admitted to falsely ordering tickets under the nonprofit organization. Iowa Athletics has refunded the original ticket order and donated tickets to the Boys and Girls Club of Cedar Rapids. We look forward to welcoming these kids in a sold-out Carver Hawkeye Arena this Saturday. So right there, that little statement there mm-hmm. that the uh, falsely – uh, went under the uh, name of an Illinois chapter of the Boys and Girls Club, probably out of Champaign or Urbana. So uh, Orange Crush conveniently left that out of uh, their statement. But if you know anything about the Orange Crush, we, we don't, I don't know anything about other student sections of possibly doing this. But, you know, this is kind of nothing new for college athletics, nothing new for the Big Ten for putting restrictions on uh, tickets to uh, other universities and whatnot especially the universities that you're playing on that certain day and it looks like this is not uh out of the realm of an mo that the orange crush have done before that doesn't make it right no oh no that that doesn't make it right first of all let's let's go back to the first thing you said there travis i don't think they should be limiting tickets you don't have that little issue you don't have them falsifying anything right exactly that's so why are we limiting tickets because you don't want the rival team to show up why it shows basketball's thriving it shows your sport is doing good right because people who for example if you're going to this illinois iowa game in iowa this weekend all right yeah you're probably you may you may may make the whole trip in a day you may Mm -hmm. but with it being a saturday you may not yeah you may stay over. over You may have dinner, may go shopping, either before the game, after the game, whatever. That helps right. the local economies. Mm-hmm. Why it's such a big deal not to have out-of-town people is absolutely ridiculous. I'm sure if we talk to the topless ADs, the Effingham ADs here in Effingham, and say, hey, for your Christmas classic, don't have any out-of-town tickets sold. Or limit it. Yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't help anything. type of thing. Well, yes, it, it, that's an extreme example. Sure. But I don't know why you're limiting tickets. Right. Other than they want to keep 200 people of the opposing student section or from the opposing fans out of your arena. Which is dumb. I know. That's what makes college basketball great is the fan involvement and the atmosphere of the game. Right. It's not... That's what the NBA is missing. It doesn't have that. And we've talked about that millions of times. Yeah. It doesn't have people rallying around teams. They rally around players in the NBA. In college, you rally around a team because the players change year to year. Yeah. But you know that the University of Illinois is going to be playing basketball every year, regardless. You know Iowa University is going to be playing basketball every year. So why are we trying to stifle the one thing that makes us good? Right. Yeah, and uh, the Iowa statement is kind of uh, deceiving in the sense that it's kind of making it sound like uh, the uh, Crush tried to purchase these tickets in, under the false pretenses of a Illinois Bulls and Boys and Girls Club to get the discounted rate versus probably purchasing a group of 200 tickets and getting the group discount just for that reason rather than posing as a charitable organization. So uh, that's where I think they're painting uh, the crush in a bad light. The, the problem is is that we don't know. Right. Sure. Because I'll, I'll give a little peek behind the curtain here. If nonprofits were to reach out to our station 
for some tickets that maybe they want to give away at a benefit or something. Mm-hmm. We don't charge them for those. So if you have 200 people under the false pretense of it's the Boys and Girls Club of Illinois wanting to take kids to an Illinois game. Mm-hmm. First of all, if I'm Iowa, I'd say, why are you coming to an Iowa game? Why not go to an Illinois game? Right, yeah. And why did their due diligence out of the athletic department by Iowa not look into this from a purchaser of 200 tickets from a Champaign, Illinois address? Why did we not look into this before three days before the game? Yes. So that's where my problem is with the athletic department, that it's not a, con- it's not a coincidence that they invalidate these tickets three or four days prior to the game other than just to hurt the uh, Illini fan base and to hurt the uh, crush in that, in that sense from and, not being able to scramble and make other plans. And see, here's the other thing uh, about this. I'm going to go back to the whole um, restriction, ticket restriction thing. With secondary markets nowadays, you can't restrict those. No, Who's but it's hard to buy 200 tickets. And yes, in, in an order like this, I agree. It's a lot of ticket fees. However, if those 200 people would have went onto a StubHub or something like that and gotten them secondary individually, yeah, Iowa wouldn't be able to stop it. No. So, again, why have this restriction? Right. And is 200 people really making that big of a difference in the game? Yeah. Like, honestly, exactly. if you're talking yeah. in the, the Iowa statement, they're talking about, oh, it's a sold going to be a sold-out arena. All right, then 200 people is not that big of a difference. Right. Now, I am glad that they're donating the money back, and I am glad that they're donating tickets to the Boys and Girls Club there in Cedar Rapids. Mm-hmm. I, that's the best you could have done with the situation that everyone is in now. But there was a lot of places along the way where you could have avoided this from happening and getting where it is. Yeah, because in the Crush's statement, they said that they purchased these tickets in October. Right. So they've known this since October. Yes, yes. And they initially uh, uh, validated the purchase in October. Right. So, like, where where has the problem been from now to October? Well, and it goes back to the ticket buying process. You know, how did they get them? Did they just submit a credit card over the phone and then it took some digging to get that credit card and figure out where it was from and contact the people who it was? Right. That's not something you can do and say, please hold while I validate your purchase. That that takes time. I agree that if the purchase was made in October, you shouldn't have here in February just now realized Three days what they were for. The yeah. But at the same time, you don't have this restriction in there. They're not having to go around and use a nonprofit to try and purchase tickets. Right. And yeah, exactly. And I think that's a common practice, not just around the Big Ten, but also around collegiate athletics in general. So I think it's I dumb. You need it to get is, rid yeah. of that. Like if people are willing to travel to these games, let them travel to the games. Right. I, I... And also another point to uh, bring up from uh, the Orange Crush uh, point of view is that, you know, I'm not saying that other student sections don't do this, but uh, they're also a charitable organization. They're also a a legit foundation uh, that raise money for local and uh, state and national charities. Uh, They, according to uh, their own Illini Pride uh, website, have uh, donated more than 200 or more than $2 million for uh, charity. They also put in countless hours of community service. They have to raise so much money 
money to be a part of the crush. So this is not just uh, your um, students just randomly trying to purchase 200 tickets. This is a legit organization that actually do good in the yes. community that are not really trying to deceive anyone really in like malice intent or anything like that. But but it comes across as that. It does. And Absolutely. That's, that's the problem. Absolutely. And I think knowing that, Travis, what you just said, which I didn't know until you just read it about them being an organization and whatnot, then I would say whoever is the leader of this organization, instead of doing what you did, why not go to the F, the Illinois AD? Why not go to the Illinois Athletic Department right? and say, hey, this is what we're wanting to do. We mm. know that if we tried to purchase these tickets, we would be denied. Yeah. Because it says Orange Crush. Right. Yeah. But, and that would be an easy deny yeah, for Iowa. But can you get these tickets through the athletic department? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how all that At works. At least it would make the... it more legitimate. Sure. As opposed to posing as something else. Regardless right. of what the purpose of it was. You still posed as a nonprofit yep, organization, no and that is still, I believe, an arrestable offense. Right. Yeah, that's definitely illegal. so. I don't. I don't think anyone right. should and get I, arrested. And but I, and I think where the crush is is that they posed as the boys and the girls club to make sure that their ticket purchase was approved. It was not to get a discount in the large amount of tickets. But again, we I know. don't know that. Yeah, I know. We don't that's know that. I, I know that's as. your perspective. You're an Illini homer. I know, so but still. From an out, I'm, I'm trying my best to be as non-biased here. Sure. And be that outside perspective. It looks shady. It because does. nonprofits do get discounts on tickets. That's sure. all there is to it. So, and, and that's probably what raised the red flag, Travis. I think, I don't know if we mentioned Maybe. it here or mentioned it on air, of if I'm Iowa and something came back for a a Boys and Girls Club in Illinois, I'm going, oh, that's great. You're wanting to take, you know, Boys and Girls Club to an Illinois game. Why not go to Illinois? Why are you coming to Iowa? That is probably the red flag that got them to start doing research and digging. Okay. And I know you said the Orange Crush has done this before. Maybe no one else stopped and thought and did digging. Right. And I was the first school that did. Right. Or, you know, I, I wonder if like we've had some collaboration with other past crush members of how they went about purchasing these tickets in uh, these other universities and at Iowa before uh, as well. I remember uh, Brett Burns from uh, WCIA shared a little thing where the crush made a trip to Iowa in 2015. And mm -hmm. then right before the tip, they uh, they took off their black shirts and they revealed the orange and whatnot. So this is not an uncommon thing for them even to make the trip to Iowa. But how were those tickets purchased? Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many students actually showed and up to that one. So that's are, what I would be interested in. Are the Big to Ten know. schools starting to catch on? That's right. the other thing. Are they starting to see what is happening? And right. unfortunately, the, the worst thing about this is now if the Boys and Girls Club of anywhere in Illinois, let's say, want to purchase tickets to Illinois taking on Northwestern, it's going to be a red flag. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't right. matter what it is. It's going to be a red flag. And so if the, it, it affects the legitimacy of the actual organization to possibly get tickets sure. if they want kids to go to the game. Yeah, right. And even on the Orange Crush's Wikipedia, 
Wikipedia page, they say that historically the Orange Crush has used elaborate disguises to gain access to away games. In the spring of 2005, 100 members posed as a youth action, a fictitious Chicago-area youth group to get tickets to a game in Michigan. The Crush was offered a tour of Chrysler Arena. They declined, and they also were offered a photo op with the coach at Michigan at the time, uh, but uh, they took advantage of that, and the Crush did not reveal themselves as their orange-clad crazies until the tip-off. In 2006, the Crush traveled to Minnesota and purchased student section uh, t-shirts to disguise themselves. After repeated successful trips, many Big Ten ticket offices imposed restrictions on tickets for Illinois games in an attempt to quail the invasions, and it goes on and on of when they did in 2007, 2008. And it was on and on and on. In 2007, the Crush posed as a Chicago-area Penn State alumni organization and were able to get prime tickets right behind the basket directly adjacent to the Penn State student section. And it just goes on and on from there. So, again, this is not an uncommon practice from uh, one Orange Crush. And I'm going to say something, Travis. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong for them to do. It's wrong for them and to do. it's wrong for, like you said at the beginning, for them because, to even have to do this. And again, maybe it's because of, you know, you, you just said you're off the Wikipedia page of the Orange Crush. But if other ticket offices are saying that they're trying to stop this from happening, that is telling me that other student bodies are not doing this. Yeah. Doing it this way. Sure. And that's where it's wrong. You shouldn't pose as any other organization to try and get access to tickets. Real or fake. Real or fake. Doesn't matter. Like, that is, to me, that's just wrong. Sorry. Yeah. You know what? We, I, I understand wanting to go to the game. I get it. But you know what you could do? Why don't you go and spend the night watching that game with the Boys and Girls Club of Illinois instead? Instead of just uh, using their name to try and get tickets. No, uh, yes, that's true, and uh, I think that uh, their argument would be they already do uh, stuff for uh, organizations like that. Uh, anyways, they already raise money uh, for such charities. Yeah, so. but like the the Michigan example you said, like that is something that a a first of all a Michigan fan would really like, and first of all, you used a fake thing to get access to something that you didn't even care about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are people on waiting lists, probably, who would love to take a tour of the arena. And you got it just because you posed as a fake organization. But they didn't go on the arena tour. It doesn't matter. They were offered it. Yeah. Probably just for, like, a a make good or something like that. I don't know. I don't know the full story about that Michigan trip, but they have done this uh, for quite a while and uh, traveled to other Big Ten arenas, and it just suddenly has become a problem uh, here at Iowa and three days before the game. So uh, that's what we're wrapped up in. It's wrong. That's what uh, that's what came out on a social Sorry, media crush, yesterday. <laughs> and so we're involved in Ticketgate, and so maybe some other developments will uh, develop before we get to a Saturday's game. So Saturday's game becomes a little bit more extra interesting uh, to see uh, what happens uh, there and to see if it actually gets brought up on the national broadcast uh, there as well or it'll be brought up in the pregame show here on uh, 98.9. So uh, let's step away and let's talk some high school sports next and and we'll talk some sectionals for the girls' basketball as well. Coming up next. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. 
Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms including blizzards can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. This is Matt Broniker for Russ Broniker Cadillac Buick GMC and Russ Broniker Service Express here in Effingham. The automotive landscape looks a lot different than a year ago. Our customers and our sales staff continually express their excitement in our ever-growing new and pre-owned inventory. And we are so happy to be able to offer each of our vehicles an exceptional value. We made the decision to work with a more controlled inventory in order to make each vehicle we offer the best value to our customers. So please accept this as your invitation to call or stop in to see what we have to offer. We are Russ Broniker, Cadillac Buick, and GMC, a legacy of excellence. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Oh, want better visibility to get you through the winter? A new pair of premium wipers can help. Right now, you can earn a $10 bonus reward when you buy a pair of Rain-X Quantum Wiper Blades. See better and stay safe on the road all winter long. Get the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Restrictions apply. Offer available to AutoZone Rewards members. It's the final days to save big store-wide at the Truckload Event at Lowe's. Right now, get deals on select major appliances and take home what you buy same day. And save an additional 10% on all in-store clearance appliances. Plus, get savings on even more items across the store, like up to 40% off select bathroom products. Hurry and head to your local Lowe's store or visit Lowe's.com to shop the Truckload Event today. Exclusions apply. While supplies last, selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Valid 126 through 28. Why do challenge flags only exist in football? Think how useful they'd be in real life. Like when you're positive it's not your turn to walk the dog. Challenge flag. The neighbor's kid says it wasn't their ball that dented your car door. Challenge flag. Your friend paid you back, but you definitely don't remember that. Boom. Challenge flag. Imagine settling a disagreement with an instant replay. Why isn't the world like that? I guess it's because it's technically impossible. But it's nice to dream about. You know one thing no one would ever challenge? Protecting your home and auto with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. This needs to go to Parkville by three. Joy to the holiday packages that keep coming at Jimenez Couriers. Coming your way, but the drop-off location is changing. She needs delivery drivers with the gift of punctuality. Anyone looking to pick up some overtime? Anyone? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. And now, but I think that it would be just funny if Ohio State, after Dabo ranked them number eleven, they come in and whoop some Clemson Tiger butt, and the last image of Trevor Lawrence is him crying his eyes out, losing in a semifinals, knowing that he's going to Jacksonville and to NFL purgatory. The starting lineup. So what we found out on this episode of the podcast, by the way, is that travel Travis is very vengeful and yep. hurtful to others. Absolutely. On 98.9 The Game. Party people in a place to be. Now put your hands in the air with me. Now come on, now come on. Again, to the startup lineup here on 98.9 via game ESPN Radio. 
Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you. You know what I realized? You're wearing an orange shirt today. I am, yes. Just talked about the orange crush extensively there. We did. Repping the orange and didn't even know about it. I wore the orange because it has CRC on it. That's right, yeah, representing the company. Company man right there. First thing I've grabbed whenever I stepped out of my my bed at 2.30 this morning. Uh, In the dark. Yeah. Aches. The orange sticks out in the dark. That's that's the only reason I grabbed it. I used the day glow green yesterday, so I couldn't use yeah, that again. Yeah, and uh, those are not glow in the dark ones either. But no. we might need to talk about that. Maybe to invest in in that for the next time around. We, we'll see. We get shirts. We'll see. <laughs> we'll put in a word for put that. Put in a word. <laughs> we'll see where it goes. And uh, last night, only one game in the area in a boys basketball. Last night at the high school level, I was, it was West Vigo defeating Marshall 56 to 44. We did have some eighth grade uh, girl or eighth grade boys basketball as the uh, regionals continued there. The uh, 1A Hudsonville Regional Championship saw Mattoon and St. John's, and I didn't get a score uh, for that one, I guess. So you should proofread before we actually read the um, website. Didn't I guess. have it this morning. I mean, just gotcha. dig it. Uh, the Class 1A Decatur Lutheran uh, Regional Championship. We did have a score there as uh, Sacred Heart, FEM Sacred Heart, they defeated. Uh, Pena St. Pat's as uh, they won 44 to a 32 it did uh, Sacred Heart so congratulations winning the Indicator Lutheran Championship there for FEM Sacred Heart so uh, they're on to uh, state there in an 8th grade boys basketball I'm still looking didn't find a score Mm. Uh, we have uh, Class 2A Champaign uh, St. Matthew Regional Championship uh, Champaign St. Matthew over Arcola 45 to 35 in the Stu Straws Regional Championship, it was the Central A&M over Nokomis, 24-21. to 21. Uh, Class 3A Champaign Regional, the semifinals, it was Cumberland over Newton, 37-228. And the other semifinal matchup, it was Lawrenceville over Robinson, 40-34 there. So it's Cumberland versus Lawrenceville coming up in the Cumberland Regional Championship there for 8th grade. And we also have the Mount Zion Regional Championship as it was Mattoon over Charleston, 38-35. And the other semifinal is Rochester over Mount Zion, 35-14. So it would be Mattoon against Rochester for the Mount Zion Regional Championship. Mm-hmm. So No score. No score. No score yet. No reported score. Mm, well. It's on the official IESA website. So. Right. So... We'll blame them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, there. So, all right. Let's see. Uh, um, let's trying to get. Uh, they're not going to advance to a uh, state. They're only advancing to uh, sectionals. Yes. Uh, now it's the yes. sectional championship. Yes, stuff. and then the sectionals. Gotcha. And I was trying to see the uh, Sacred Our Heart uh, matchup. If we have, uh, I guess we don't have. Who they'll take on? No, because that's the other half of that gotcha. bracket. We don't That'll know. be at the uh, Pena Sacred Heart sectional. Yes. yes. There, so uh, that's uh, an update from that, and that was it from yep. local sports from last night. Uh, action uh, tonight. We got a couple games in the Apollo as it's FEM traveling to uh, Mattoon and it's Charleston hosting Muhammad Seymour there and we got a full slate of girls basketball for you as St. Anthony is out of Brownstown tonight to take on Brownstown St. Elmo uh, CHBC it travels to a Nokomis Cumberland and they're hosting Arcola Dietrich is at Nioga North Clay on Wednesday's two straws 
Wayne City against South Central there in Farina. Newton hosting Casey. Oblong Palha against Martinsville. Charleston hosting Albany. Red Hill at Mount Carmel. Marshall at Robinson. And Paris is at Lawrenceville this evening there. So uh, we also have some eighth grade boys basketball regionals continuing in the uh, Class 2A St. Anthony Regional Championship. It's Casey versus St. Anthony. The Cumberland Regional Championship, it's Cumberland versus Lawrenceville. And the Teutopolis Regional Championship, it's Teutopolis against Macon. And in the Class 4A Mount Zion Regional Championship, it's Rochester versus Mattoon in eighth grade of boys of basketball. So uh, we'll be back to report on uh, those yep. scores hopefully tomorrow. And we'll be back to uh, break down uh, girls basketball from last night as well. And also, we uh, should have the uh, pairings and uh, seeds uh, released for the uh, girls' basketball postseason as it actually uh, starts a week from Saturday uh, there. So thought we'd uh, try to take a look at what uh, so a couple of our subsectionals and uh, where we think maybe possibly the number one seeds would be. And uh, so uh, the uh, KZ sectional, that's where uh, one uh, few teams lie in uh, subsectional A and subsectional Sectional B, uh, particularly in subsectional B, uh, that's where we have Altamont, uh, Brownstown, St. Elmo, Casey, Cowden-Herrick, Beecher City, uh, Dietrich, St. Anthony, uh, South Central, North Clay, Martinsville, Neoga, Ramsey, uh, Windsor Stu Straws, and uh, Cumberland, uh, all in that subsectional. And uh, North Clay and uh, Neoga are the host sites for the girls' regionals this year. And uh, number one seed out of that. I would probably lean Neoga yeah. there. Yeah. Out of all I, that. I would. I, I would lean Neoga. Uh, St. Anthony would probably be second. Uh, two. Um, three is tricky. It would probably either be Cowden or Brownstown, maybe. Uh, or, uh, yeah. One of those two. One of those yeah. two teams. So, um, it's always interesting to see where Altamont goes because they're kind of uh, – it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could go to Neoga, but I would probably expect them to be in Louisville at North Clay. But yeah. um, it's kind of in between, and particularly being Neoga in the same conference. So, you know, it's not like a complete stretch that they could go there. Yeah, but I mean, there's a, a lot of NTC teams sure. in this, this yeah. subsectional. Right, yeah. I think there's only – what. Uh, Casey, Martinsville, Ramsey, and Cumberland are the only four that are NTC teams. <laughs> you might as well true. just call this the NTC tournament. <laughs> Part two. True. Yeah, take two. Uh, up top of that subsectional A, it's Arcola, Armstrong, Okaw Valley, Heritage, Salt Fork, Chrisman, Danville, Schlarman, uh, Georgetown, Ridge Farm, uh, Tri County, uh, Macon Meridian, Central AM, and Tuscola. And Arcola and uh, Salt Fork are the original sites uh, for that one. And obviously, Tuscola still yeah. being undefeated on the season there would be an easy slam dunk for oh, yeah. uh, number one there, seed no. in that sectional. Without and, uh, question. Tri-County as well would be probably a close number two. Uh, not sure about Okaw Valley or South Fork uh, with their records. Uh, would be, I know A&M's pretty decent yeah. uh, as well. Arcola, they're, they're decent as well. But, uh, I mean, Tuscola would be uh, the easy choice there. And uh, that's also uh, significant in that uh, KZ sectional is that the super sectional is at St. Anthony mm -hmm. this year. So that's uh, very cool. So hopefully uh, none of our local teams will have to travel very far yeah. just here to FEM 
Uh, Tatopoulos, uh, we see them in a two-way. They're in a subsectional B of the uh, Pena sectional, and they're part of the Salem Super sectional. Uh, teams with uh, Tatopoulos in that same sectional, it's Carmine White County, Fairfield, Flora, Lawrenceville, Marshall, Mount Carmel, Newton, Palestine, or uh, uh, Palhut, Robinson, Salem, Tatopoulos, and Vandalia there in Carmine White County and Flora are the host schools for the regional sites there. I think Tatopoulos has a good shot at so. a top seed there. Also like Robinson and Vandalia, not sure how uh, what, uh, Carmine White County's record uh, would be, but mm-hmm. um, those are some of the top teams there in uh, that one. And uh, in the subsectional A above that is uh, Arthur, Clinton, Downstry Valley, Maroa, Monticello, Sagamon Valley, Pena, Paris, Shelbyville, Sullivan, Tolona, Unity, and Warrensburg-Latham. And it looks like Warrensburg-Latham and Paris are the two host sites there for that one. Obviously, uh, Paris should be uh, top seed in, in that one. Oh, yeah. And hosting? Oh, that's going to be tough for whoever's in that. Sure that regional with them yeah and next week i'll be closing out the regular season yeah. there with the altamont lady indians at paris yep. so uh i haven't been to that new gym oh, that they beautiful got beautiful traps yeah i've heard good beautiful. things i think yeah. i have a picture somewhere for it i remember taking a road trip in uh 09 i think or 08 to a yeah. basketball game there for fem and they played paris i don't know if paris was still in the apollo at that point or not but that was in the old gym so i'm definitely looking forward to uh, getting over there and uh, seeing the new one next Thursday. And, yeah, Paris, a uh, strong contender for a top seed there. Uh, FEM in a 3A, they would be in subsectional A, a part of the Centralia sectional, and this also would be in the Taylorville Super sectional. Uh, FEM's with uh, Carbondale, Centralia, Charleston, Heron, Marion, Mattoon, Mount Vernon, and Olney there. I think FEM would have a pretty good shot as a top seed there in that one. I'm not really yep. familiar with uh, any other teams, really, besides the obvious ones in that sub uh, sectional there in 3A. So we'll all hopefully uh, find out later this afternoon with seeds, hopefully pairings as well. And we'll preview tomorrow. Yes, definitely. Uh, we'll uh, be uh, taking a look at that, taking a look at the brackets, uh, hopefully tomorrow. IHSA willing in that one yeah all right let's step away and uh speaking of those high school boys or high school girls basketball we'll see where the ap ranks some of those teams and we'll take a look at the boys basketball ap polls as well and we'll talk about that coming up next the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Enjoy the choices of eating out with the convenience of eating at home as a family. This is Allie Weber at Modern Family Dinners. You never have to worry about recipes and shopping when you let me do the cooking. That saves you time. Preparing hundreds of meals every week I buy in quantities. That saves you money. And there's no waste because you decide how many portions. Just go to modernfamilydinners.com and order by 2 p.m. on Monday. Modern Family Dinners, giving you more of that precious commodity, family time. 
Knock, knock. Who's there? You know what? Why bother asking? I think you know who's there. It's one of two guys. It's the pizza guy or it's the Chinese food guy. Because those two guys are the only guys who deliver. Am I right? Well, the food delivery guys are not the only ones that will deliver. Having computer problems and need help? Worth Computer Repair can help with everything from cleanup, virus removal, printer installation and hookup to a complete computer setup. And they'll come to your home. If they have to take it with them, they'll offer you a loaner so you won't skip a beat on the World Wide Web. Worth Computer Repair. Call 618-292-1002. Individual rates, coverage offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Not available in all areas. Actual Pi customer. As a small business, we're always looking for ways that we can offer the quality product and get some cost savings. Meet Michelle from J.J. Fister Distilling Company, a small business in California. When looking for workers' comp coverage tailored to the company's needs, she discovered Pi Insurance. We heard about Pie Insurance being geared for a small business, gave Pie a call, and ended up switching. Is your small business overpaying for workers' comp insurance? See how much you can save at IWantPie.com. Plus, with pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, which means no additional bill if your business grows. We saved about 30% off of our workers' comp insurance when we switched to Pie. It's as easy as Pie to get the savings you deserve. Ask your agent for pie or get a quote in three minutes at IWantPie.com. That's IWantPie.com. And now. Now, here's the thing. I was just looking at ESPN. They have their team stats. And I almost choked on the water I hadn't drank yet because it says for the Saints, they've given up nine points per game. That's it. The starting lineup. That is not right. It's just the playoffs. No, it's, it's cumulative of the season, I believe. Well, maybe not. It's just the playoffs. No, because they give up. Okay, it is. You're right. Okay, never mind. Don't listen to me. I'll be sitting over here being quiet. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. Chicago Bulls will try to break out of their funk when they host the Charlotte Hornets at the United Center tonight. Bulls lost to the Clippers on Tuesday. It was their third defeat in the last four games. Chicago's 11th place in the Eastern Conference with a 23-27 record. The Bulls, by the way, are 1-1 against the Hornets, who, by the way, are owned by Michael Jordan. In case you didn't know that, the AP wanted you to know that. Tonight's game tips off at 7 p.m. Chicago Bears are bringing in four new coaches. The team announced that John Hoke will be brought in to be the cornerbacks coach and passing game coordinator. Zach Cable will be the new offensive quality control coach. And Isaiah Harris and Pierre Nago will both be working with strength and conditioning. In other news, the Bears' Albert Breyer is reporting that the team is expected to trade its first overall pick before the NFL draft in April. The Colts' search for a new head coach continues, according to NFL Network. Indianapolis will have a second interview with Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn. becomes the seventh candidate to get a second interview. Joining Packers special teams coordinator Rich Basaka, uh, Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan, Broncos defensive coordinator Eero Ivero, uh, Giants defensive coordinator Wink Martindale, Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris, and Colts interim coach Jeff Saturday. Travis, would you like an interview with the Colts as well? Because it seems like there's hand them out. Okay. That is uh, your Sports Center update. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on a 98.9 Travis You're Sparks here. You're the last over team there. left, and you've done seven second interviews. Yeah, they, they want... have no clue who they're hiring. 
They just want to make sure they get the candidate right and use up all these free They're lunches. They're still trying to call call Peyton Manning to see if he wants to come coach. <laughs> the company credit card, all these Whatever. second meetings. What a what, what a, <laughs> I'm sorry. Have the Colts become the biggest joke in the NFL? Uh, they're up there. Uh, they're they're up they're, there. They're in the top five. Sure. I saw a thing on Get Up this morning, Travis. When the Houston Texas job is more appealing than your job, you're in trouble. <laughs> it's true. And right now, Texas have Texans have their coach. Colts yeah. still don't. That's true. The Broncos. We laughed at them last year. They have a head coach. <laughs> yeah, they do. Colts don't. Yeah, we'll see how that works out for him. And, yeah, I didn't know that Michael Jordan owned the Hornets. Yeah, I love how the AP had to put that in there. Bulls, (laughs) And, actually, I trimmed it up a little bit because it said uh, the Bulls are 1-1 against the Charlotte team, which is owned by Chicago Bulls legend Michael Jordan. Oh, Chicago Bulls legend. I would have respected him more if they said Washington Wizards legend Michael Jordan. Yeah. (laughs) Thank Uh, you, Associated Press, (laughs) for that. Someone needed a word limit. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. Exactly. That's why they did it there. Hey, uh, speaking of AP, Associated Press, you know what time it is. Time Time for the polls. Polls for high school basketball, and we just talked about the girls' postseason, so we'll start with the uh, girls as in uh, Class uh, 3A. That's where we see Lincoln. They're receiving one uh, first-place vote. They're still undefeated. They're sitting at 26-0. They're still at number two in uh, Class uh, 3A there. And that's pretty much everybody uh, from 3A. Uh, Galesburg is still receiving uh, one vote there. Uh, class 2A, Quincy Notre Dame still on top there at 24-1. And, one. and uh, Petersburg right there at number two. And uh, no changing in the top three. As the topless stays put there at number three, currently at 24-3. And, and the next closest other team to us is Paris as they're ranked at number nine. So they went up one spot to nine. Uh, Petoni, they uh, actually fell after their first loss of the season, they went from five to ten, and they're tied for tenth with the call the Paul College Prep there. And Breeze Modern Day, uh, they're receiving uh, five votes. Salem receiving four votes in a Class Two A. In Class One A, we got uh, Glena. They're still number one at twenty six and one seventy four points, but trailing right on their heels. That's the undefeated Tuscola Warriors. At a 28 and 0, they received one first place vote, and uh, they are still at number two, but just trailing by four points off of number one in a Class 1A. Oakville still there at number three. Brown County still at four. Top five didn't change. Top six didn't change. Neoga they moved up one spot from eight to seven, and. Yeah, they moved up to seven. Uh, Elmwood, uh, they moved up a spot to eight. And St. Anthony, they moved up a spot as well to nine. And Father McGivney uh, jumps into uh, the uh, top ten. They've been receiving votes for quite a while. 23 and uh, three uh, they are. And just talked about Paris next Thursday for uh, the Altamont Lady Indians. Well, they got Father McGivney coming to them on Monday. So they got a, a top ten ranked Class 1A team coming to Altima on a Monday. So uh, that should be a, a good matchup there. Uh, and uh, no one else receiving uh, votes from around the area. I mean, Carlisle received four votes in 1A. Let's take a look at a boys 
basketball. In uh, 3A, we have uh, Mount Zion. They're currently uh, tied for 10th. And so Mount Zion, they've been receiving votes for quite a while. Press of 24-2 and record. I think they beat Teutopolis uh, a while ago. And they're just jumping into the top 10. They're currently tied for 10th with Burlington Central there. Uh, Centralia receiving four votes, but that's pretty much it. And uh, Class 2A, we got a new number one team. It's Columbia as they flip-flop with Princeton there and pretty wide margin for a points department, 122 points. They received nine first-place votes, and Princeton receives 99 points after being number one. Prairie Central still number three. Bree Central there is all alone in a fourth place as last time they were tied for a fifth, but this is quite the margin from four to five. 88 points for Breeze Central and then Rockford Christian at 59 points. So pretty wide gap there. St. Joe Ogden, who's faced several area teams this season, and they're uh, stayed at number seven. And Peakneyville, who had just beat Teutopolis, they're in the polls, and they're currently tied for ninth. So technically they would be in tenth, if you ask me, for Peakneyville Panthers. And it looks like Teutopolis now is only receiving one vote there in a two-way. In class 1A, let's go from uh, the uh, bottom up here because we got some area teams up there at the top. Uh, we got Casey coming in at number 8. They fell one spot to uh, number 8. And uh, we have a new number 1 team. That's right, Jacksonville Root has fallen from number one all the way to a number four there. And then Chrysler Rock comes in at number three, so they moved up a spot. Chrysler Rock, 23-0 and with 93 points. And we got Altamont there at number two, receiving three first-place votes in the 1A polls at 99 points. And then we got another number one team, an undefeated team at number one, it's Decatur LSA. They're receiving a seven first place votes, 112 points. And uh, so uh, they leapfrogged into number one after Jacksonville Root uh, fell this week. And uh, so Decatur LSA, new number one. So Cumberland has lost to uh, the number one team in class 1A a couple of times this season. There, nothing to uh, shake at there. And Altamont. Just missing out at number one and sandwiched right in the middle between two undefeated teams. And uh, Chrysler Rock in the same sectional as Altamont there. So that's always very intriguing to take a look at the boys sectional, just how tough that Altamont uh, sectional is. Uh, we also have South Fork receiving 13 votes. Uh, let's see, Tuscola, they received four. St. Anthony just receiving two votes there in a class 1a polls so there you go there is the look at the polls for this week in the associated press let's close it out we started off the show talking about college basketball so let's wrap it up talking college basketball and see if we can get to any other national sports coming up to close out the starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back if you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screens, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. 
Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. O'Reilly Auto Parts provides more than just the right parts for your repair. Our professional parts people can also offer free check engine light diagnosis. We can scan your vehicle and provide a list of possible fixes. Find the right parts for you or recommend a great local repair shop. Don't ignore your check engine light. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The football playoffs are here, and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats Rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. Receive reward credit equal to the average price of the 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See vividseats.com rewards for terms and conditions. And now, the starting lineup. It is disrespectful to have the softball national championship at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. What is that? On 98.9 The Game. Started lineup on 98.9. The game we're only here on 98.9. We're just stay a little bit longer. Started out the show talking about a college basketball with the ticket gate going on with Illinois and Iowa. So let's close it out talking some college basketball. Last night, the number one team in the country, they took care of business. They had no problems with Penn State. They won by 20, 80 to uh, 60. So uh, Boilermakers now 22 and one on the season and 11 and one strong. They're number one uh, in the Big Ten right now. And uh, Zach Eady had an off night, 18 points for him last night, 13 rebounds. So uh, only one, only one block. Not Come on, much. is this guy even good? Nah. National Player of the Year? No. <laughs> no. No. Come on, Get no. out of here. <laughs> uh, Gillis, though, with 29 points off the bench, that's really uh, all it was for the uh, Boilermakers last night, bub. All right. They won going away against Penn State. Uh, what's Purdue's next game uh, there? Um, they got Indiana on Saturday, so that'd be – Good one, I guess. Indiana probably will fall out of the polls after losing to Maryland. And that's a rivalry game. So It is. Uh, oh, if uh, you were at the Purdue game, uh, Illinois game, I guess every time that they have a kickoff, they chant, I use sucks or something. Oh, nice. Every time. <laughs> uh, we weren't sure what was going on there, but I guess that's how deep the rivalry runs there. Uh, Tennessee, they go down last night as uh, Rocky Top. No, they got topped as Florida 
won 67 to 254 as they won that in the second half it looked like there so number two goes down last night Marquette over Villanova 73-64 in overtime it was Xavier over Providence 85-83 and uh, Providence just missed a game winner there but Xavier took it in OT Auburn over Georgia 94 to a 73 there last night Games going on uh, tonight in the top 25. You got a uh, number 19, Florida Atlantic against UNAB. Number three, Houston against Wichita State. Washington is against number nine, UCLA. Oregon at number five, Arizona. We got Santa Clara against number 12, Gonzaga. And San Francisco is at number 18, St. Mary's in top 25 tonight. In the Big Ten this evening, we got Wisconsin against Ohio State. And Michigan scoring off against Northwestern this evening as well. So that game will be on ESPN 2 tonight between Michigan and Northwestern. Hmm. There. So is there anything else other than that Penn State game going on last night in the Big Ten? Oh, Rutgers over Minnesota 92-55 there. And I also saw our uh, former friend, uh, Andre Corbello, Getting tossed in the St. John's game last what? night. Yeah, he got a couple of technicals. He, I think he wears the goggles now, and he got a technical for either uh, getting getting into it with uh, whoever they, they were facing, and then he got called for a foul, and he slammed his goggles down, and then that was the second tech or the first tech, and they threw him out. So, hmm. <sighs> Capello. Remember when uh, we – Remember him when we thought that, you know, he was a problem with all the turnovers yeah. and everything. And, but, ah, man, speaking of a former Illini, uh, Brandon Podzinski, he, where was this one? He was at Illinois. He's just killing it there in uh, Santa Clara, one of their better players this season. So that's one guy that has uh, transferred away from Illinois and has just flourished in that role uh, with uh, Santa Clara. So just uh, killing it over there for uh, Pod there hey speaking of uh pod we got more stuff to uh talk about in the uh, pod we'll take a look at the nba from uh, last night uh, we'll take a look at the nfl the pro bowl the pro bowl games get underway tonight on espn family of networks so we'll tell you all about the pro bowl games starting tonight all the interesting uh games that'll lead up to the flag football game on sunday there and we got eric's countdown as yes. well coming up. Yes. So And some other stuff we'll get to. Some other some stuff. Other stuff. <laughs> All right. So uh, that is uh, with the pod. You can find it wherever you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Spotify, the website, all those wonderful platforms. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Fitz and Harry. So enjoy, and we'll be back for you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. In to the uh, starting lineup, welcome to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still uh, hanging out with you. Coming up, we'll be uh, taking a look and uh, cleaning up the uh, NBA. 
We uh, may take a look at uh, the NHL, but we might save that for uh, tomorrow for uh, the uh, skills competition uh, tomorrow night and the actual game on uh, Saturday. So let's just pencil that in for tomorrow. I know we'll have a lot of other things to talk about with hopefully the girls' postseason uh, taking a look at those. but uh, And we'll also get to Eric's countdown as well with the NASCAR 75 moments. And we'll see what he has on the list for us today. Yes, yes. As we inch closer to Daytona. Yeah. Inch closer to the clash as well. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that as much, <laughs> Travis. But uh, let's clean up some sports sure. center. Sure, let's do it. First of all, it didn't take uh, Dexter Fowler very long at all to find a post-retirement job. So he was hired by Marquee Sports Network as he's going to be oh. one of those uh, studio, studio voices for the Cubs uh, network there. Uh, the Pacers are getting healthier after undergoing knee surgery back in November. Samuel Daniel Thies, uh, or Thies is closer to making his debut. The 27-year-old said after Wednesday's practice that he believes he can help the Pacers as a limited minutes rotation player. Pacers are currently 10th in the Eastern Conference at 24 and 28. The 49ers are likely parting ways with Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason. San Francisco head coach Kyle Shanahan said on Wednesday that he doesn't, quote, see any scenario, unquote, where the 31-year-old quarterback returns next season. Garoppolo threw for over 2,400 yards, 16 touchdowns, and four interceptions for suffering a left foot injury in Week 13. Garoppolo had returned to the Niners on a one-year deal and is set to become an unrestricted free agent in March. Yeah, that was emphatic by Coach Shanahan. and yes. Don't see any scenarios. I heard them playing that clip on uh, ESPN last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, Jerry Jones has made it clear that that the new offensive uh, play caller for the Cowboys will be, and that is uh, Mike McCarthy. As uh, he said uh, at the Senior Bowl, did Jerry Jones, that Mike McCarthy will run the offense in 2023. McCarthy called plays for the Packers from 06 to 8, 2018 and is expected to run a West Coast offensive similar to the one he led there. He will be the first Cowboys head coach to call plays since Jason Garrett in 2012. Hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, first year head coach Kenny Dillingham and the Arizona State Sun Devils are landing their first major recruit as four-star quarterback Jaden Rashada has officially signed to play for the Sun Devils. Rashada had previously committed to Florida, but was released from his national letter of intent after an NIL deal with a Florida-based collective fell through. ESPN ranks Rashad as the number 31 recruit in the 2023 class. The Sun star player is nearing his return to the court as ESPN is reporting that Devin Booker could return as early as Tuesday against the Nets. The 26-year-old has missed the last 19 games after suffering a left groin strain against Denver on Christmas. Booker has recently been ramping up his on-court work and is expected to join the team on a five-game road trip that begins on Friday. WNBA star Brianna Stewart has made her free agency decision and is headed to the Big Apple. She took to Twitter on Wednesday to post a video of her wearing the warm-up shirt of the New York Liberty. The choice between the Liberty and her old team, her now old team, the Seattle Storm. Uh, Stewart spent her whole career to this point with the Storm, helping them win two WNBA championships. And speaking of WNBA, uh, uh, Stevens, uh, Azira Stevens is going to sign with the Los Angeles Sparks, Travis making it the fourth major player from the Chicago Sky organization to leave during free agency this offseason. Oh, man. This, the again, sky. glad you got your your, your championship yep. there, Sky, because you ain't doing nothing. No. Man. Nothing now. You've lost everybody. So. Wow. Um, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am is starting today. Some of the uh, 
amateurs who will be out there include Josh Allen, even though he is hurt and can't be the Pro Bowl, uh, Jason Bateman, the comedian, Eric Church, the country singer, uh, Scott Eastwood, actor, Larry Fitzgerald, Paul Gasol, Macklemore, uh, Charles Kelly, um, as well as Bill Murray, Chris O'Donnell, Buster Posey, Alfonso Rivera, uh, Rivera, Ron Rivera, Aaron Rodgers, Ray Romano, Darius Rucker, Alex Smith, and Steve Young. Mm-hmm. Should be a, a fun who? time. Uh, who's uh, who the Beach. of celebrities. And finally, some sad news. As a 60-year-old man is dead after spectators got into a huge brawl at a middle school basketball game in Vermont. It happened Tuesday night in the tiny town of Alberg, less than three miles from the U.S.-Canada border. There's no word on what set off the fight among adults watching 7th and 8th grade boys from the Alberg Community Education Center and St. Albus City Schools play basketball. Vermont State Police are investigating. How awful. Yeah. You go to a 7th and 8th grade and game grade and a 60-year-old dies because of a fight? Right. What are we doing? What are we doing, people? Who's getting in fights at 8th grade basketball games? Jeez, yeah. What's yeah. wrong with America? I know. <sighs> That's your sports center. That's your sports center. All right. Well, uh, one thing that I wanted to speak on about uh, Pebble Beach is that apparently they're making the 8th hole safer after you remember uh, Jordan Spieth playing that uh, shot over the cliff there, yeah, and, uh, they're apparently uh, making it harder to replicate this year thanks to adjustments by the resort, in part due to guests attempting to recreate Spieth's shot while playing the course. Oh goodness. <laughs> Gary Young, the PJ Tours chief referee, um, told ESPN this week that he met with people Pebble Beach representatives Tuesday who expressed that during resort play, they had been forced to move the red hazard line back and ensure the rough was thick enough to stop balls from running out to where Spieth's T-ball landed last year as guests had tried to emulate the shot. <laughs> last year, Spieth famously decided to go for the shot against the wishes of his caddy, who advised taking a penalty shot. The three-time major winner proceeded to take a dangerous off-balance swing that forced him to step back from the bluff as he hit the ball. The shot worked out as Spieth saved par on the hole, but he regretted the decision afterward. On Wednesday, he was asked about the shot again, and Spieth said, I think I saved a stroke. Does that reward outweigh the risk? Not if you think the risk was dying. <laughs> <laughs> but I also felt I would whack it over the water with a seven iron and get it up near the green. And I thought up near the green would be easier than hitting a seven iron from 10 yards back. And yeah, I think knowing uh, my son a, a lot better, he was really young at the time. I may not have hit that shot. So uh, no more recreating the uh, over the cliff shot. And I don't know if you remember that, but uh, the clip on ESPN here is it's, uh, look at where uh, Spieth was that's the over yeah. the cliff and he's like yeah I'm just gonna hit it anyways so <laughs> they are uh, almost died <laughs> I saved par though I saved par by golly <laughs> he saved a stroke but I could have died I mean yeah look at that that's insane of the stance that he took and just hitting it over the cliff that's crazy and apparently the <laughs> The people at the resort try to recreate the shots. So people are ruining uh, Pebble Beach for for others. So that was a funny thing that I saw on Center. And also, uh, speaking of All-Star games, we were talking about the NHL All-Star game a minute ago. Well, we got the two coaches, it looks like, for 
the uh, Team LeBron and uh, Team Giannis. It won't be LeBron or Giannis. As it looks like uh, Michael Malone from the uh, Nuggets and the staff of Denver, uh, they are going to be the ones coaching Team LeBron in Salt Lake on February 19th. And uh, Boston interim coach uh, Joe Mazzula is going to be coaching Team Giannis there on the All-Star game. So I think uh, Boston has to be one of the better records in the NBA this season. I mean, they looked like it last night. So, uh, yeah, they just uh, destroyed the Nets. 131 to 96 last yeah. night. 31 points for Jason Tatum. Eight three-pointers. So they jumped out to a 30-point lead. It was 46 to 16 Ugh. after the first quarter. Ugh. And they didn't stop after that. So. And I saw a clip where the uh, guy cleaning the floor almost got ran over on a fast break. Did you see that? Uh, I didn't see that. Yeah, he was out cleaning the floor. They went the other way. And uh, – he was doing his job cleaning sure. the floor, and there was a steal and a breakaway the other way, and he had to quickly run off the course. It was yeah. Everyone on the the Celtics bench were, were laughing, which you can do that when you're up, you know. Sure, yeah. So that'll happen. Seventy <laughs> Sixers, uh, uh, they beat the Magic one hundred five to a ninety four. James Harden goes for twenty six. Uh, Trailblazers beat the Grizzlies by ten one twenty two to one twelve. Uh, Dame goes for forty two points last night mm-hmm. although if tennises. you saw that that game i don't know what the blazers were doing with their jerseys not a fan they were black but instead of they were black with you know usually had the red stripe they had a blue stripe instead of the red mm. don't like it I don't know. stay with red blazers i don't know what they were doing uh the rockets over the thunder 112 to 106 uh air gordon still in the league yeah mm. That and one uh, highlight on sports or on uh, ESPN here. I didn't know that Eric Gordon was still in the league. Yep. Uh, it was the Timberwolves over uh, the Warriors in OT, 119 to 114. Steph Curry is 29 points. Can't get it done after the putback jam in overtime for the Timberwolves. Basically clinched it. Uh, Kings over the Spurs by 10, 119 to 109. Jazz over the Raptors, uh, 131-128. And it was the Hawks over the Suns, 132-100. And the Wizards and Pistons game was postponed last night due to the uh, Pistons not being able to uh, travel. I think they're stuck in uh, Texas with that ice storm. Yeah, with the ice storm. There as, uh, remember when Luka went off for that big point total, I guess uh, they were still stuck there. And so that game didn't happen mm. so um, due to some travel issues. That stinks. Yeah. And uh, so another game was affected uh, with that as well. Mm, let's see. Mm, the Mavericks' next opponent, the Pelicans, were unable to uh, fly into Dallas-Fort Worth gotcha. area on Wednesday ahead of the uh, game tonight. Mm. So uh looks like that game's not going to happen either. So... That little pesky ice. Having to ruin everything. Yeah, ruin the NBA schedule yep. there for a couple of matchups. But here on the end, it doesn't say anything about uh, being canceled. So maybe they did get into the Texas eventually. It's still scheduled for tonight. Uh, speaking of tonight, the Lakers against the uh, Pacers. We'll see if LeBron sits out. Uh, Grizzlies, Cavs, a Heat, Knicks, Hornets, Bulls, Pelicans, Mavs, Warriors, Nuggets, Clippers, Bucks, 
two games on a TNT tonight, doubleheader. It's the Grizzlies against the Cavs and the Clippers against the Bucks. That game's at 9 o'clock, and it's not in L.A. either. It's in Milwaukee, but starting at 9 o'clock. Hmm. Late night in Milwaukee. Yeah, but Travis, I got <laughs> some good news for you if you're an NBA fan. What's that? We got a game tonight. Oh, we do. On 989 the game, yeah. We do. We do. What's that? We got Memphis at Cleveland. Oh, nice. Memphis, John Morant takes on the land. Yeah, it takes on Donovan Mitchell and the crew. Six o'clock. Ninety eight nine the game. Be here. For sure. Uh, Cavs favored by six points here. Yeah. So the decent one, although I don't know if Jaw's playing because he just played last night and put up uh, twenty or thirty points. Thirty points or something. Yeah. Thirty-two against points against the Blazers, so he may not play. Load yeah. management, you know. yeah. Yeah, gotta, gotta respect it. Gotta do it. Yep. <laughs> gotta do it there. All right, so that's a look at the NBA, and I think I cleaned up everything that I wanted to take a look at. So uh, I was I was just gonna say, and I meant to say it on the actual show, but I never got a time to. And that is tomorrow on Greeny, uh, he's gonna be interviewing Tom Brady. So tune in tomorrow morning to uh, hear Greeny talk to uh, Tom Brady. Yep, newly retired Tom Brady. Yeah, what does the future look like? Is he heading right to Fox immediately? Is he gonna take a year off and not do anything? Yeah. Is he just gonna be a Fox Studio analyst, not a uh, color commentator like everyone thinks? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm hoping the money that they're paying him that he's an it <laughs> that he's a color. All I know, Travis, and and do we have NFL schedules for next year yet? They release those. Uh, well, I mean, do, uh, do we they the released the opponents, yes, but we don't know like what weeks it is or anything like that. Okay, but I, I need to. Everybody look. knows the home and away opponents. You just don't know when. So, who do you want to? No, I I want to see, and I I would love it if uh, the Buccaneers could take on the Patriots on Monday night, and I want Tom Brady to be part of Manning Cast. Yeah, let's do it. He may have been a guest before, I think, but maybe I could be wrong on that. Mm, Tampa Bay is not playing. Not playing the Pats. No. Mm. Robert Kraft wants uh, Brady to uh, sign a. Sign a one-day deal to retire a Patriot. I mean, I kind of see it, but he left, so uh, right. no. Yeah, I think that uh, book is closed. Yep. And I mean, he's he said, moved on from you, Robert Kraft. Even yeah. though you consider him a son. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it was that it came out that it was either going to be the Bucks or retirement. He right. wasn't thinking about any other. Uh, teams or the reunion with the Patriots was off the table. So, by the way, we are just uh, 16 days away from the start of the XFL season. Yes. So, you ready for that? And also, yesterday I saw, uh, I think Adam Schefter tweeted out that after a four-year hiatus, the Arena Football League oh, yes. is starting back up. Is Kurt Warner the commissioner? That's the only way that works. Yes, so <laughs> I remember watching that when I was little. I know it was fun. They even had a video game, they Travis. Did. Yes, I remember that. Put up like eighty points in a game or something, and you could always start with a group uh, like a run. One receiver could have a running start. Yeah, and, yeah. and smash people on the walls. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. All right, <laughs> now I have stuff to look forward to. Yes, definitely look forward to that for sure. I forgot about the Pro Bowl. Oh, so did the NFL. 
Oh, man. Uh, games going on uh, tonight. First That's of all, right. I didn't know this was split. Yeah. I know they're doing some tonight and then some on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They're doing skills, some of the finals. Skills challenge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tonight, uh, they're doing Epic Pro Bowl Dodgeball, a multi-round uh, tournament of classic dodgeball featuring four teams of five players that begins with offenses and defenses from both conferences squaring off, and it culminates in an AFC versus NFC showdown. In the first matchup, the AFC offense will face the AFC defense and a so on and a so forth. The finale is the AFC winner and the NFC winners meet to determine which conference will earn three points for the skills games. We also have the lightning round, which is new this year. Each conference will select 16 players to complete in a three-part elimination challenge that will leave one player left at the end to earn three points for its conference. In the first event, the lightning round, a splash catch. Teammate pairings from each conference will toss water balloons back and forth from increasing distances. Each tandem that completes all of their tosses advances to the second phase. In part two, high stakes. Advancing players will attempt to catch punts from a jugs machine, turn a place representing their conference in the final round of competition, and that's the thrill of the spill. The remaining players from each conference will aim at targets attached to a bucket hanging above the head of an opposing conference's coach. The first team to dump the bucket on the opposing coach wins and earns three points for their conference. (laughs) Thrill Uh. of the spill. <laughs> Travis, this is absolutely ludicrous. And because why would we involve golf in this? We have to have the longest drive presented by Bud Light. Four players from each conference will compete in a challenge to drive a golf ball the furthest distance off a tee. Each player will get three swings, and the player that drives the furthest within the boundaries on each side of the fairway or in three points for its conferences. And this is actually pre-recorded, so it will air on Thursday. So it's already happened, but it will air tonight. <laughs> the longest drive. Oh, man. Uh, Precision Passing, presented by EA Sports Madden NFL 23 mobile game. Each conference, two quarterbacks and one non-quarterback will battle it out in a one-minute accuracy competition as they attempt to hit as many targets as possible. New in 2022, this is 2023, but this is new in 2022, the targets are attached to robotic dummies that are in motion across the event. After the buzzer sounds, the quarterbacks will get one last long-distance throw to earn bonus points for precision passing. Not quite the NFL quarterback club skills competition that we were looking for. No, Um, not one bit. Best catch presented by Uber Eats in the first round. Two players from each conference will compete in a best catch competition, showing off their creativity, inventiveness, and talent. In the first round on Thursday, the players will showcase their best receptions and highlight reels shot at iconic venues across Las Vegas. Fans will vote online to determine their favorite catch by a player in each conference, and the players with the highest votes will compete in the finals on a Sunday. And this is pre-recorded airs on Thursday. And limited tickets are still available for Sunday's event, the Best Catch Finals. Uh, The Gridiron Gauntlet will also be on Sunday, a side-by-side relay race showcasing strength, speed, and agility. Six players from each conference will compete to see who finishes first and wins three points for their team. The four-part gauntlet, each segment 40 yards in length, includes a series of breakaway walls, a section of climbing over walls and under tables, a tire run, and a blocking sled carrying a legend coach across the finish line. 
Now, Gridiron Gauntlet. Now, one of my favorites. Move the chains. Four teams, or two teams from each conference, will compete side by side in a weighted wall pull that will showcase their strength, speed, and ingenuity. Each team of five players is responsible for pulling a wall loaded up with heavy weights. 10 yards as quickly as possible using first down chains. The winner of the best of three playoff or three points for their conference. And kick-tack-toe. This has been done uh, before, and this also is pre-recorded. Of course. will air on Sunday. What's airing live, Travis? <laughs> Each team's kicker, punter, and long snapper compete in a giant tic-tac competition to showcase their respective skills. The first team to complete a connecting line of three squares or hit five squares total will be declared the winner and earn three points for their conference. Uh, live games on Sunday, move the chains, gridiron gauntlet, and the best catch finals. Plus, don't forget the three seven-on-seven flag football games on Sunday. Yes, and so the Pro Bowl skills competitions will culminate scoring leading up to the flag football games on Sunday. Scoring for the Pro Bowl game works. The winning conference of each skill competition earns three points toward their team overall score with 24 total points available across the eight skills events. The winning conference from each of their first two flag football games on Sunday will earn six points for their team for a total of 12 available points. Points from the skills competition and first two flag uh, flag games will be added together and will be the score at the beginning of the third and final flag game, which will determine the winning conference for the Pro Bowl games. Are you excited for the Pro Bowl games? I couldn't be less excited. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm as excited as the players are. <laughs> this is uh, – I know that we're supposed to be company people on ESPN Radio, but this is – We're on the podcast now, Travis. Okay, so this is so dumb. Yeah. That I want to see. You're gonna watch all how of it. Epically bad, <laughs> epically bad it is. You're gonna is. watch all of it. <laughs> it's that train wreck you can't look away from. Exactly. I'll give it a chance for the first year. See what it looks like. And not watch it because it's good. No, of course not. <laughs> Watching to see how how bad, bad it, it is. is. It's just That's awful. Right. <laughs> the Pro Bowl games. The longest wah, drive. Wah, wah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Swing and a miss on that one for me. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. Mm. And, of course, the uh, two conferences are going to be coached by Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, culminating at uh, the Vegas Stadium there with the Raiders play. Yep. Great. Algent Field, Algent Stadium. Yep. So there you go. Get excited Uh, for the Pro Bowl games presented by Verizon. Travis, if I had free tickets to this, I would not be excited to go. Uh, tickets start at $35. See, they can't give tickets away. And go on Ticketmaster and purchase some right now. And you can pay a fee for, you know, uh, 20 bucks. Look at least. that, $22 right now. Yeah, they can't give away tickets to this. <laughs> Down on the field is 169 right there at the lowest section. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Can we go back to Hawaii? <laughs> yes, maybe they need to start doing that. Dumb. Watch the game all the way up here for $22. No, thanks. I'll watch it from home. Very last no, seats in the stadium. $22. I'll be busy watching The Clash. <laughs> That's right. The Clash is on Sunday, but this starts at noon. I don't know what time The Clash starts. Uh, like 630. So, yes, you can do both. Oh, no. Depends on how long the, the games are. 
not the flag football games, but all the other games. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's why they did the ones, Travis, where there may be a time issue. Those are the ones they planned ahead, like the the kick cat coat, kick whatever the kicker yeah, one, the kick tack toe. It may take a while for them to actually get that done, so you yeah. need to have time to edit it. So where do you want to be? You want to be on the NFC sideline or the AFC sideline? Uh, if I had to pick, <laughs> death's not an option. I'll go with the NFC. The NFC side, all right. Yeah. Let's see if we can purchase uh, tickets. Uh, row 38, C1. No. Uh, C132 is $129. No, plus thank you, fees. Travis. I'm not planning <laughs> on going to Vegas anytime soon. Thank you. Uh, ah, well. Can't do that stuff anymore. I tried. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right. All right. Let's uh let's wrap up with some NASCAR. What do you say? Let's get to some NASCAR. All let's right. continue the countdown. Five more moments. Number 59 through 55 is what we're looking at. We're going to start at number 59 with our first appearance on the countdown, Travis, of the king, Richard Petty. And we're going to Richard Petty's flip in the 1988 Daytona 500. This was an iconic accident. It was shown for years of Richard Petty kind of being on his nose up against the fence, flipping at Daytona uh, towards the end of his uh, career. Number 58, we have the death of Tim Richmond. Travis, do you know anything about Tim Richmond? Tim Richmond. Yes. No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, in the mid to late 80s, um, there was one season where he was awful the first half of the season. Like, mm-hmm. I'm saying he was like 25th in points or something. Just absolutely awful. The halfway point, something switched. They ended up winning seven races the second half of the season. He finished third in points behind Dale Earnhardt and Daryl Waltrip. In the 80s, finishing behind those two guys, that's okay to finish behind. Yeah. The next year, uh, he did not race. Uh, signed to Hendrick Motorsports, was going to be Hendrick Motorsports' first big guy. Um did not race, was out for most of the season, came back, won two races right in a row, first time back um, at Pocono and Riverside, which is a road course, uh, which are not easy. It's not easy to win road course races, and Pocono is a triangle um, in your first races back. Um, basically, long story short, there's a great 30 for 30 documentary on it. Everyone should check out. Um, he, had, he had AIDS. Mm-hmm. He had HIV and AIDS, and he ended up passing away because of that. And he didn't get to do... A once he kind of found that that moment at Hendrick Motorsports where they turned it around and got all the wins, he never had a chance to do a full season like that. There are a lot of people saying if he would have, um, Dale Earnhardt may not have seven championships because Tim Richmond probably would have snagged one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the movie Days of Thunder. Have you ever seen Days of Thunder? I haven't seen it, but I've heard okay. of it. It's got Tom Cruise in it. Yes. That is based loosely off of Tim Richmond. There are moments in there from the career of Tim Richmond. Hmm, so, okay. um, in fact, his crew, the crew chief in the movie is based 100% on Tim Richmond's crew chief. So, it, he was one of the guys, and he kept it hidden, what he had. Everyone just said he was sick, and it was a sinus cold, and that was a sinus infection, and then it was pneumonia, and right. they never said what it was until the very end. Um, and NASCAR at one point would not let him race because of it. So uh, he tried to file an injunction and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, but it, it's just kind of a, a sad story of what could have been yeah. if he if he didn't get sick. Hmm. 
Interesting. Uh, uh, next on our list, number 57, is Denny Hamlin winning back-to-back Daytona 500s. Uh, he did this in 2019 and 2020 uh, with last lap, uh, not in 2019 and last lap pass, but in 2020 uh, he had a last lap pass. That's where Ryan Newman got into that big accident. Everyone remembers that. But Denny Hamlin won the race. He became the first driver since the 94-95 season to win the Daytona 500 back-to-back. Very hard to win Daytona back-to-back, so yeah. uh, Denny Hamlin doing that. Number 57. Number 56, Martin Truex Jr., when he won the Cup title a couple years ago for Furniture Row Racing. They were an underdog story. He had been he, – he started out his career, Martin Truex did it. He's kind of like the, the lovable underdog. He started out with DEI, Dale Earnhardt Incorporated, but when they were down. Not when they were, you know, Dale Jr. and Michael Waltrip running races at the top of everything. He joined them when they were starting the downturn. Mm-hmm. And he stayed there probably longer than he should have. And then he moved on to Michael Waltrip racing when they were at the bottom. And then they started getting up. And then there was an incident where basically uh, they tried to manipulate the playoffs. And they had drivers spin out on purpose and to make pit stops when they shouldn't have to try and manipulate to get one of their drivers, Martin Trucks Jr., into the playoffs. And his sponsor at the time, Napa, said, after that season, we're not sponsoring you anymore. So he lost his ride. So he had nowhere to go. So he ended up being on Furniture Row Racing. And as we talked about, uh, to start off this countdown, Furniture Row Racing, a little tiny team, one car from Denver, Colorado. Everyone else in NASCAR is in North Carolina area. They were in Denver, (laughs) and he took them to a championship. And it was really kind of a cool story. The team owner is the guy who owns all the Furniture Rows. So if you know Furniture Row, He's the guy, and he just wanted to have this race team because he liked racing. And uh, everyone said he was the greatest guy to, to, you know, I think he recently passed away. Um, but he was the greatest guy to work for. He, he you know, they were just a small-knit community because sure. they were the only ones out there. So uh, the fact that they were able to take down a Kyle Busch, and uh, I think that was Jeff Gordon's last year, and Kevin Harvick uh, for Stuart Haas, those were the guys they beat. And that's a pretty great group of uh drivers to beat out and to win the championship so uh, again it was kind of the underdog story and speaking of underdog stories we're going to continue with that with our final moment today and that's michael mcdowell shocking the world last year and winning the daytona 500 actually i think it was now two years ago uh he won it back in 2021 but again furniture racing a small little team didn't really do you know they're not a, a hendrick they're not a gibbs no. they're not and that, and for them to be able to win the Daytona 500, was huge. Was huge for that team. Huge for that organization um, as well. So there you go. That is your five NASCAR moments for today. We will continue looking at five more tomorrow, and included in those is a couple of wrecks, uh, another death, and a great win that was a long time coming. So there you go. Long time coming. Long time coming. We'll talk about that uh, tomorrow on the 75 moments of NASCAR history as judged by me. <laughs> as judged by Eric. My my decisions, no one else's. <laughs> Travis was not advised on this countdown. Gotcha. No. No. But so. I, I am interested to see uh, how the, the list progresses. Hey, tomorrow we, we will have our 50th moment so we're going to be in the top 50 uh after tomorrow mm-hmm. so again we got next week we'll we'll do five more and then the following week we'll do five more a day and that'll get us right to the 500 all right to daytona absolutely all right we'll count down to the big race yep the great american race great american they race call it. hey and a good sign for nascar travis had sold out for the third year in a row 
Mm, there you so, go. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's a very good thing. Therefore, Daytona. So, all right, uh, that will uh, close out uh, today's uh, show, and we'll be back for you tomorrow to set for a weekend. Talk about all those uh, basketball games that will be happening on Friday and the weekend. And we'll hopefully be taking a look at the postseason pairings for girls basketball. And we'll get you set for the weekend as well with the all-star games and Pro Bowl games and all sorts of other NASCAR pick games. tomorrow. NASCAR pick with the Clash coming up. And so that'll all be tomorrow. And thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.